1: ho ho everybody and welcome to the first ever Glory Days of Gold Christmas special. I'm your secret Santa, Michael McCall. My name's Lee Gillis. And we have got a fun-filled show in store for you this episode. It's Christmas! The words that mean Christmas has started. Whenever you hear Naughty Holder belting that out, singing that it's Christmas, you know the Christmas season is upon us. I mean, that's just one of the things that always gets me in the the Christmas spirit. It's a song, I mentioned this on one of our our earlier shows, it's a song and a band that aren't really known out here in Canada, and I was stunned by that, because obviously that is just a ubiquitous song, that and Wizards, I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day, those are the songs that you just hear everywhere at Christmas time but not over here. Another sign for me that Christmas is upon us is the PDC World Championships are in full swing. I've been enjoying that, hopefully you have as well. But this is a show that I've been looking forward to bringing you. Our very first Christmas show, as I mentioned. Been doing Christmas shows on the AFT and soccer show here in Vancouver since 2013, so this year is going to be our eighth Christmas show. Our last couple of years, we've managed to take over the radio station for an evening and just had a whole host of festivities playing Christmas music, talking football, just talking Christmas, just talking general nonsense, playing some games along the way. Some games, like darts and countdown. Not ideal for the radio, but we do that anyway. People seem to enjoy it. So I've kind of put together a special little Christmas episode for all our listeners this year. It's not ideally how I wanted it. There were some segments we weren't able to, to pull off due to COVID restrictions, not being able to get some of the, the interviews that, that we wanted lined up. Work as well has been super busy for Lee and me. So we've put as much of this together as we can. We're going to be talking East Fife. We're going to be talking football in general. We're going to be talking Boxing Day matches. Football Christmas presents. Christmas dinners. We'll be hearing from East Fife captain Kevin Smith, along with Danny Swanson. And we've also got a very special feature interview for you in this episode. It's not football related, but hopefully you'll find it enjoyable nonetheless. And we're also going to be playing you a selection of Christmas songs. Some of our favourites, some you might know. Some introducing new artists to you. Consider it a kind of Christmas have you heard. But before we go any further, Christmas is a time for family, food, football, friends, lots of other things that begin with F. Probably a bit of alcohol for many of you. I like a nice cider myself. So I think this is a good time to bring you a word from this episode's sponsor.
2: Australia's favourite cider, Dickens Cider. Hi guys, it's Gerald Porschman here. You know, in 1861, the Dickens Beverage Company has been producing some of the best wines we have grown to love, including Chardonnays and sparkling wines. Hey, Frederick Von Dickens has now introduced a brand new cider that's been around for years, but is gradually making an impact on the global market. And it started right here on the Gold Coast. Dickens is slowly winning the taste buds of millions of cider drinkers from right around the world. Can't begin my day until I've had a dick cider. There's nothing better than waking up to a good old dick cider. My girlfriend loves dick insiders.
0: My sister came to stay with us for a month, and my husband can't go a day without a dick cider. My mum loves a dick insider. My sister loves
3: to wake up in the morning with a dick cider. I'm a bit young, but I would love to try a dick cider.
2: And after sampling just one glass i was hooked i knew the ciders have been around for a while but i just couldn't wait for my girlfriend to try a dick insider when she arrived home from work i told her to close her eyes and before she knew it i surprised her with a dick insider so there you have it for over 150 years frederick von dickens has developed a beverage that literally brings women to their knees so fellas for the sake of the economy get a dick insider
1: ah you doesn't love a Dickensider on a Christmas morning. I think that sets the tone for this episode. So I've got Lee picking three Christmas songs to play over the course of the show. I'm going to play some as well. And we're also going to sort of tie some Christmas songs into some of the, the segments that we're playing you. So let's kick the festivities off with a song that's going to get you right in the Christmas spirit. It's the first of my selections tonight. And it's by a German two-piece girl band called Gurr. And it's also featuring the vocals from Eddie Argos of Art Brut. And this is a band that I really got into last year. Got hold of their albums. Made them Artist of the Month on the AFTN Soccer Show in January this year. They've got a number of great songs out there on YouTube. Check it out. She Says is a particular favourite of mine. But way back in 2018, they released a two-track Christmas single... And I'm going to play you one of those songs just now. This is Christmas Holiday.
3: We're on on a Christmas Christmas holiday holiday. sat around with nothing left to say We're on a Christmas holiday You don't have to stay if you don't want to If you don't
4: want
5: to We're so glad you came Do you want to join in with a board game? We're so glad you came Do you want to join in with a board game? or something cooking in the kitchen that doesn't fit with your dietary restriction every year's the same we're so glad you came we're on a christmas holiday
3: sat around with nothing left to say we're on a christmas holiday you don't have to stay if you don't want to we're on a christmas holiday sat around with with nothing left left to say
4: Christmas
5: holiday, you don't have to stay, if you don't want to, you don't want to. I've gathered you all here today, to say, I hope you're all enjoying Christmas, exactly the same amount as I am enjoying Christmas.
1: German band Gurr there, featuring Eddie Argos from Art Brut, and that was Christmas Holiday. You can find the video of that on YouTube, along with the flip side to that single, Christmas One and Only, which you can also hear in this year's AFTN Soccer Show Christmas Special. But let's move away from the musical side, back into the football side. got a few East Five things to, to talk to you about to kick off the show. Now just a reminder for everyone, we're not going to be doing a show after the Boxing Day game against Dumbarton. A couple of reasons for that. The main ones being, I don't fancy getting up at 7am on Boxing Day to watch that game. And I even more don't fancy editing a podcast on Boxing Day either. So we're taking a little break from that and Five Fan Zone for this week. We will be back with our regular service quite soon though. So I just want to start off our East Fife chat by looking at a couple of loan deals that took place at the weekend. We didn't get a chance to mention that on the last show, but two of the the young lads from Bayview, James Allen and Rory Cosgrove, have been loaned out to a couple of East of Scotland Premier Division sides. For those that might be unaware, the Lowland Development League has continued to be postponed due to COVID, so... East Fife are looking to try and get as much playing time for members of their under-20 squad as possible. As such, Jamie Allen's gone on loan to another Fife side, Dundonald Bluebell. The midfielder has already broken into the first team and was named the East Fife Supporters Club under-20s player of the year last year. So you need to kind of build on that success and just keep that development going. So it's a great move for Jamie, I think, going to Dundonald. Even more so is the fact that Their next match is going to be against Queen's Park in the Scottish Cup. It's taking place at Kelty's New Central Park and it's going to get shown live on BBC Scotland. So a great showcase for Jamie Allen there. Wish him well in his lone time there. Hopefully he's going to come back to the club even stronger than he was when he went. And the same goes for forward Rory Cosgrove. He's joined East of Scotland Premier Division side Broxburn Athletic. He's also a guy that's made his first team debut as well. He was a 16-year-old debutant in our Challenge Cup match against Sterling Albion back in August 2019. And he's also going to be in action in the Scottish Cup for Broxburn. They take on Nairn County in the Scottish Cup on Boxing Day. So a couple of good moves there. And Dan Young mentioned that the main objective was to get the guys playing time. And the, he mentioned that the, the guys that's been around the, the first team mix, they haven't looked out of place and they've done well, but he just really wants to to get that pathway going and just hopefully in, increase what we've seen from them so far. So we wish them both well. We'll keep an eye on their progress and we'll, we'll kind of keep you updated on Glory Days of Gold. And then the other big news that, that came out from East Fife on Tuesday is a fantastic gesture from the players... As some of you will know from chats that we've had with players on the show, the club operates a fine system. It's just between the players themselves. It's just like misdemeanours such as picking up unnecessary bookings, if you turn up late for training or on match days, if you leave personal belongings behind after games or or don't wear flip-flops in the showers. A whole host of, of silly little things that, that can pick up fines. And the money that is collected, it usually goes towards the players' Christmas and their end-of-season nights out and just other festivities that that they have over the year. But of course, COVID has curtailed a lot of those festivities just now. No Christmas party for the guys this year. So they decided that they wanted to donate the money that they raised to a local charity. The charity that was chosen was the East Fife Community Football Club. So it's a fantastic donation to them. £350. I know it's not a huge amount, but every little helps in these testing times, and it's just an absolutely fantastic gesture from the players. They didn't have to do it. They've been through a lot themselves this year. They could have held on to to have a a big kind of party once everything is kind of cleared up, so really, really appreciate what they've done there, and it's just an absolutely fantastic gesture from the team. And Christmas of course is a time for giving. So the players have given, so, Lee, you wanted to talk about the chance for the fans to, to give something back to the players, actually, uh, at this time. Something that they're, they're really, really wanting to to get and something that the club are needing. But just now, finances are kind of preventing that.
6: So, a quick part of this show is is, is actually going to be an appeal to these five fans. So, as you know, at Lourdes of Gold, we've, we've developed a, a pretty good working relationship with the club and also with the management team, And been speaking uh, back and forward with Tony and and with Darren and particularly Tony I was asking him on how potentially with the podcast we could help promote the club or help the club in any way and the team are really looking to get some of these GPS vests which will obviously help towards monitoring teams' performance and things like that and when I spoke to Tony he said that unfortunately due to the, the current climate that the club weren't in a position to really fork out the money for them. So we're looking as a fan base to try and raise some money to to go towards these GPS vests and it's about a thousand pounds. So really what we're asking for is if any fans would be interested in doing a little fundraiser to, to try and raise the money to help the club. And we're open to any ideas or, or if you're just looking to make donations directly via Glory Days of Gold to the club, then you can do um, obviously any donation that you make will we include some sponsorship or anything else that we could do to help secure the funds so if you've got any questions or anything that you you would like to suggest and, and how we could raise that money then please do let me know send us a email glorydaysofgold at gmail.com or of course on the usual social media channels and um, you can message the facebook page or direct message to us on twitter but yeah open to any suggestions and, and let us know your thoughts
1: Well, that certainly seems a a very good cause and a a much-needed addition to to East Fife's ability to kind of monitor how how the players are doing. So, yeah, if you can help out, get in touch with us. We'll give you more details. If you've got any suggestions as to some kind of fundraisers that that we could do to try and raise this £1,000 for the the players in the club, let us know. I mean, just off the top of my head, Leah, a couple of things that I'm thinking about is if there's an interest in this, we could do a... Glory Days of Gold, AFTN quiz night. We used to do a lot of quiz nights back in the old Leavenmouth East 5 Supporters Club day. And we're actually going to be doing our very first quiz night on the AFTN soccer show over here between Christmas and New Year. Something I've wanted to do for a while. So we're going to have that up on our YouTube channel as well as a podcast. So if there's an interest in that, we could do a, a quiz night on Zoom. Bit of a fundraiser, teams paying money to take part. So let us know if you fancy that or, or any other thing that, that you've got in mind that could possibly raise some money for the club. Maybe doing some COVID calendars. The the calendars way back a couple of years ago proved very popular. I saw Caroline talking about that on her Facebook recently. So maybe do a, another kind of camera shoot. The chance for Lee to get his kit off. He's just desperate to, to get posing with a ball in front of him. Who wouldn't want Lee hanging on their wall as Mr. February? Yeah, I think we should probably
6: move on quickly from that. So let's get to Lee's
1: first Christmas song selection for the show.
6: So the first of my Christmas songs is a song from the Killers. It's called Great Big Sled. Loads of great memories of this. It came around about 2006, the sort of peak of indie music, if you will. And just loads of memories of this song being released. Listening to it with my mum in the car. And yeah, I hope you like it as much as I do. So here it is. It's The Killers with Great Big Sled.
7: Hi guys, it's Darren Young here Uh, Just want to wish all the Glory Days listeners a very Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year when it comes Uh,
1: Stay safe and have a great one Cheers, bye Ah, Great choice Lee, fantastic song, fantastic band Takes me back to the days where we were going to gigs together So yep, good selection Looking forward to seeing what other two you come up with over the course of the show Also, thanks to Darren for wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to to Darren and his family as well. And let's get back talking football now. The the Christmas period, as a supporter, is always a lot of fun. Games are coming thick and fast. You can go to games. There's lots of games on TV. You're hopefully getting football-related Christmas presents under the tree. And all that is surrounded by hopefully some good TV shows and lots of nice food, drink, everything you could want. It's just one of my favourite times of the year. Of course, it is a little bit of a, a hardship for the players. Those that do play on Boxing Day kind of have to make some sacrifices of their Christmas Day festivities. They, they can't be like everyone else. They can't be getting absolutely plastered and falling about everywhere. Especially if you're an East Fife player and you've got a big trip to Dumbarton coming up on Boxing Day. So we got a chance to sit down with a a couple of the East Fife guys just to find out what Christmas was like for them. Some of their footballing Christmas memories and a few other things as well. So let's kick things off with a Kevin Smith
8: Christmas. Oh yeah, I wish it could be Christmas every day. What is
1: Christmas Day like in the Smith household?
9: It's probably just traditional, you know, we'll, um, uh, we normally just wake up, uh, depending on whose side of the family. We try and do it one year at um, my wife's, one year at my mum and dad's, so um, depending who's whose we're at, we'll go to the other parents in the morning um, and we'll see them and then we'll go to the other parents in the evening and uh, we'll just have Christmas dinner, you know, just, just normal, really, to be honest. Aye, so there's nothing nothing special. It'll just be everyone around the table having a good drink and uh, having loads of food, the usual, having a laugh. Um, but to be honest, all the time it falls maybe with fixtures and things like that. So mm. um, we footballers don't tend to, to get too much of a drink, uh, maybe one or two. But no, there's, there's nothing special. It's just basically family time. We've just had a wee boy who's only 10 months yesterday, so it might be a bit different as he sort of gets older. But uh, that's it normally, aye. I've been that talking- your first one. That's the first one, yeah. So, as I say, it's normally just me and the wife. So, we've no we've nobody, uh, you know, so it's just mainly when you get older, you'll bit more relying. Don't get them running a bit daft early on, on Christmas. Uh, yeah. But I'll probably be a bit different this year. Yeah, I would imagine when I'm, I'm coming, uh, it will be one by the time Christmas comes. So, so I'll probably be more exciting than, than previous years.
1: I imagine, Lee, you're up before your kid. Uh,
6: no, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not.
9: Definitely
6: not. I'm lazy as they come. Uh, uh, right. honest, as she gets older, I think I'll be more excited than she will be she's getting her weight up for christmas this year so
9: right there you go. what age is she she's three she's three. aye well yeah. i've got i've got my niece and i've got her the um you know the purple weight up yeah so she like that she, she she always wears that so when she might she's get to the games i do she's my daughter actually but it's no it's my niece so uh. <laughs> you need to get her the,
6: the new tartan one then
9: uh, need to, she's been asking for it, uh, the new Tartan one, which is it's nice. So, uh, uh, so I'll need to get at it once Once uh, you can order them in.
1: I mean, As a footballer, you touched on it there, like playing over the Christmas period. What's that been like for you over the years? And do you have any kind of famous games that have kind of stood out for you? Maybe even before you were playing, like if you were going to games as a kid, is there any sort of festive matches that stick in your head?
9: Um, It's probably just obviously, um, you know, being from Edinburgh, Hibs and Hearts. you know, they sort of games that that you always keep an eye on. Um, So it's just mainly, I wouldn't specifically say one game, it's just it's a a very football time, isn't it? Christmas time and New Year and that sort of festive period. And um, I don't think you, you know, you you don't know any different. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. You you play all the way through it. Um, Or even if you're not playing, there's a couple of days in between, you've got to watch what you're doing because you've always got a game in the corner. Unless you might be injured or something like that, and you can, you know, you can spend a bit more time or relax a bit more. But no, it's just a footballing time that always has been in my family. My dad playing football, my brother, so you know, sitting watching Sky Sports things like that on Christmas Day all the, you know, the football blunders. And yeah, I think it's always where um, Jamie Redknapp isn't it and Harry Redknapp that come on, on soccer and soccer game things like that. So no, it's, our house is always full of football, and um, that's what you always sort of, uh, you know, you associate with, with that time of year.
1: Yeah, it's definitely something I miss here because there's no games here over over that period cuz the MLS season wraps up at the start of December. And there's local leagues and stuff, but they obviously they're just amateur so they don't play over Christmas, which I think's terrible. I'd make the guys play just so I've got something to watch, but hardly <laughs> they they have to spend time with their families. Uh, <laughs> but if you cast your your mind back to Christmas's past, what is the best football related Christmas present you can remember getting? And is there anything football related that you'd like to to get
9: under the tree this year? Um, What's probably when I was younger, you know, always, being a young boy, I always asked for a certain strip and I remember obviously I played outfield and we used to always play, take shots of going and goal as well. And I remember always asking for a padded, um, you know, goalkeeper top. We used to have it on the elbows and the shoulders and things like that. And I'd admit, I always remember, um, for some reason that stands out in my memory and I got... a. Uh, a bright yellow one with the, uh, with the padded uh, elbows and things like that. So, so that always stands out. Um, and uh, never, I don't think like it stayed there uh, clean, clean too long. Um, in terms of wanting anything uh, under the tree this year, uh, probably a new pair of boots. Something like that would be <laughs> would be nice. So I might say to the missus, She's running the idea, so I could maybe ask for a new pair of football boots this year. Excellent. Oh,
8: yeah. I wish it-
1: He's 5 Captain, Kevin Smith there, sharing some Christmas memories with us. Rounded off by a little bit of Frank sidebottom. Can't have a, a Christmas show that I'm involved with without having some Frank sidebottom on it. He's become a staple fixture of the AFTN soccer show over the years. That was his version of Wizards' I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day. Taken from his Oh Blimey It's Christmas EP. So, we talked to Kevin about a couple of things there. One of them being Boxing Day games. Now, it's something I really miss over here because there's not a season over winter time because it gets so bad in, in lots of places in, in North America with snow that it kind of makes it impossible to, to play football. So, the MLS season usually runs from March to December. So I've really missed going to Boxing Day games over the years. I mean, f- for me, Lee, it's some really good memories of before even when I could drive and there was no buses running on Fife and Boxing Day. So I'd have to get a taxi to get to the game. And obviously that's expensive on Boxing Day. So I used to get a taxi just to as close to walking distance as as I could do. So I used to kind of get dropped off in Methyl Hill and then walk all the way down ...to be viewed to, to take in the match... ...just to save a little bit of money. I think with a, a lot of those games as well... ...Folk's Memories are, are maybe more of the, the New Year's Day games... ...because there's always a lot of derbies all, on New Year's Day... ...lots of good Fife derbies over the years. I remember missing one way back in the, the 80s... ...because again I had to get to a, a pick-up point in Kirkcaldy... ...that it was really hard to get to... ...and I ended up missing the bus just by Minutes... It drove by me as I was trying to to get to the pick-up place. so I, I missed that game in Dunfermline. But I, I just, for me, it's just the memories of seeing your mates, chatting about what you did at Christmas, talking about any football gifts that, that you'd got, just taking in the football, and it was just all part of the experience for me, and I, I really, really miss Boxing Day games. I mean, you, you got any special memories uh,
6: around those? No, not as such. I don't think I remember any specific game obviously the game beating the Rovers well, I think it was last year or the year before um, was something special and I actually managed to make it to that one which is quite surprising when you work in retail get Boxing Day off but there's no there's no game in particular that, that sticks out to me but, but what about you Michael you got any in mind?
1: Yeah I mean that that's kind of fair enough I mean when you do work retail getting Boxing Day off is something of a luxury I, I know so I appreciate you've missed out on it in a few of those and of course, we always get some kind of really shitty games thrown in in recent years as well. Dumbarton away in Boxing Day is really just an absolutely horrendous fixture. If the fans were able to attend, it's horrendous for the fans. It's not great for the players as well because they've got an early start. And I, I, as talked about there, the routine's already kind of upset with having to kind of show a little bit of tolerance in their festivities the day before to to prepare themselves fully for those Boxing Day matches. But I threw that question out for our listeners just to kind of get some of their favourite thoughts of East Fife Boxing Day matches over the years. So I'll read a few of those for you just now. Michael Gill said, The crowd always seemed to get bigger at Christmas games, and if we got a win, it was normally followed by a big Scottish cup tie. Being honest, I can't really remember too many Christmas games as the New Year derbies meant a bit more. Stephen Mill says, Berwick Rangers away in 1983. Me and my mate did an overnighter, stayed above a chip shop in a bed and breakfast owned by a third Lanark fan. Saturday night was spent attempting badly to pool birds at a former ice rink, turned into a disco called Caesar's palace he thinks it might be. The following day, Jesus, also known as Chink, nearly burnt down the Berwick Rangers social club by setting fire to their Christmas tree. That's a story we've told on on this show before. And then just to cap it all off, they got beat 1-0. Doug Perry says, My good friend Andrew was back from America and we took in the Clyde away game in 2014 I think it was. We got pretty pished and got lost on the way to the ground from the train, arrived after six minutes and fashioned score to put us 1-0 up. After that we were brutal and lost 3-1 but we did get a picture with Santa on his sleigh. Magical. Santa, though, was less enthused. And he actually uh, attached a, a picture of him with Santa as well, which was fantastic to see. Barry Scott, at uh, Barry underscore Scott38 on Twitter, he said, In 1998, we beat Cali Thistle 3-2 at Bayview, one of the very few times we've beaten them. And the 2-1 win against Livingston on Hogman A 2016, with special agent Liam Kelly helping us out, it's a, another one of the, the festive matches that kind of sticks in Barry's memory. Henry Ireland says, beating the Rovers at Starks Park on New Year's Day. Stephen Boyd was amazing that day, putting us 1-0 up. And Liam underscore M underscore on Twitter. He also went for a derby win, the 2-1 derby win at Starks Park in 2018. And he was another one that actually went for the 2-1 win against Livy in 2016. So some great Boxing Day memories from people there. Let let us know some of your favourites if you haven't already. Shoot us an email, glorydaysofgold at gmail.com or send us a tweet at glorydaysofgold. Let us know what your favourite games are over the festive period, whether it be Boxing Day games, the time in between, or even a New Year's Day game. Just always a fun time and a feast of football. It's certainly not going to be the same this year without fans being in attendance. But hopefully normal service will be restored for Christmas 2021. And as a, a collector of football programmes, something I kinda started to collect was Christmas Day games, if the the programme had a kinda special festive cover or whatever. And these five had a, a few really good ones. Way back in the seventies they had some fun segments and some fun kinda cartoon like covers of the Bayview. And you can actually find some of those up on AFTN. Just go to AFTN.co.uk, click into the time-wasting section and you'll find some stuff there. One of the things that is up is from 1971 from The Bay It was a game that was actually played on Christmas Day itself. Yep, December 25th, 1971. East 5 played host to Motherwell. And in the programme that day, I think it was on the cover, they they had a nice little variation of a, a Christmas song, wishing Merry Christmas to all the supporters. And it was their take of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, which went along the lines of, God rest ye merry, meth, oh men, let nothing you dismay, for two leak points will certainly be in your socks today. From Gorman right out to McPhee, you are our Christmas treat, and you're sure to run the well right off their, off their feet, and you're sure to run the well right off their feet. So lift your glass and drink a toast to the Metho East five team. They are the best side in the land, much better than they seem. They are the men in black and gold, their skill and flair employ. To bring tidings of gladness and joy, gladness and joy. To bring tidings of gladness and Joy. Murdered that a bit. Really should have got Niall Anderson to do that in hindsight, but it's done now. I like the line from that though, that the Methyl East 5 team, they are the best side in the land, much better than they seem. So it's like, yeah, on paper, they look like they're crap, but you know what? They're not as crappy as you think. Maybe a, a little bit apt for. The East 5 team of 2020. And let, let, let's just move on from that. But yeah, share your Christmas memories. If you've got any fun stuff from programmes Christmas-wise, let us know as well. Tweet them at us and we'll retweet them to everyone. So you heard me trying to sing there. Maybe it wasn't the best. Let's get to a proper Christmas song now. And we're going to have another one of my selections. I kind of mentioned this, I think it was in the last episode... When we played Cameron Barnes's version of "A Fairy Tale of New York," that I just love. Pete and Diesel's taken it "Fairy Tale of Stornoway," so let's bring you that
10: just now. Was
11: Christmas Eve, babe? An old man said to me I won't see another one and then he sang a song by Johnny Daughterman I turned my face away and dreamed about you got on a lucky one. Came in eighteen to one I got a feeling That this year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love you baby Can't see a better time When all our dreams come true
0: In the cars, biggest bars, they've got rivers of gold When the wind goes right through you like it does in come more. When you first took my hand on the cold Christmas Eve You promised me Broadway was waiting for me You were handsome! They are
11: pretty, could star, now, started are steady When the, the band, band finished, finished playing, playing, they can hide it from
0: The floors were swinging, the bulldogs were singing We kissed we on the corner,
11: and then danced through, through the night the And night. the boys <laughs> of the S.Y. <laughs> village Fire <laughs> Were singing a land free
4: and
11: the
0: bells were ringing out for Christmas
11: Day Ha, Ushalang <laughs> I a mongerei
0: Your rotten, your meppan Your
11: kayach, Hat a hoi frickin' schaunach <laughs> I'm off to my feet. And the boys of the S.Y. Village Choir were singing it on free And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day I kept them with me babe I put them with my own Can't make it all alone i built my flock around you And the boys <laughs> of the S.Y. village by are still singing
4: nail <laughs> and
11: Frank And <laughs> the bells are ringing out for Christmas day
7: Hello, oh, I'm Alan Hanson. When people talk about me, they think about one of two things. Football, or the fact that the scar on my head makes me look like Captain Scarlet. Not everyone can have Alan Hanson's encyclopedic football knowledge, but they can get a forehead like his with the Alan Hanson Rubber Forehead Unit. It's guaranteed to make you look and feel like Alan Hanson. Moulded directly from Alan's head, it has over 100 built-in football references to impress friends and family, including... Offside free kick. Including... What was the ref doing? Including... I minted and just made a load of money doing an ad for the leading ball- the Allen Hansen Rubber Forehead Unit, available now from World of Rubber Foreheads, just outside Prestatyn. Prestatyn. Prestatyn.
12: Hi, it's Jack
6: Hamilton here. I'd just like to thank everyone for their continued support and hope you have a great Christmas and a happy new year. Cheers.
1: So before the break there, we heard the fantastic fairy tale of Stornoway from the wonderful Pete and Diesel. If you haven't checked out Pete and Diesel yet, and why would you not have? Then check them out. Fantastic band from the Western Isles. It was fantastic to see them featured on, on this year's Misadventures of Romish Rang and Ethan Christmas special. Hopefully, one day I'll get to see them live. We featured them as Artists of the, the Month over here in the AFT and Soccer Show, and it went down really well. Folks seemed to really love it. And we've kind of picked their song Islands as a, a song that we play regularly when we're talking about the Canadian Premier League team in Victoria which is based out of Vancouver Island so let's keep the Christmas fun going and what is more fun at Christmas than some games so it's time to bring you back a section that's kind of disappeared over the the last few shows so here's a special festive Who Are You? So we're bringing it back for Christmas. It's a special, Who Are You? We've got Lee, we've got Doug, we've got Gordon, our five fans' own regulars. Who is gonna take home the Christmas crown? It's not a turkey crown. It's one of those kinds you get in a cracker. We're gonna do a Who Are You? I'm gonna give you a selection of clues. You're allowed to have one guess per question if you want. Don't feel you have to. Just say your name if you want to guess, and then you can guess. I'll pause between the questions. Let's see how we go. Play along at home and see if you can get it. So, who am I? could I I b- Da, correct. Yes. You spoiled it. <laughs> <Nah. Right. laughs> I was born on the twenty-first of September, nineteen seventy-nine, in Dalmarnik. No. Nope. Okay. I had a 10-year football career. I started my career at Falkirk and I finished it at Dumbarton with a spell at East Fife in between. Mm. I played for seven clubs overall. East Fife were my third. I played for them in the 2001-2002 season, scoring two goals from 33 appearances. I may have made this too difficult. Oh, is that it? No. Come on, please. I left East Fife to join Queen's Park and then went on to play for Gretna Stirling before hanging my boots up in 2006 with Dumbarton to pursue a different career altogether. James Allen. Correct. Yes. Uh, Uh, Michael, I'll just go with this. Doug,
7: James Allen. Correct, Doug. Well done. Thank you. I think you said it was very important
1: to name your name before I, I, giving an answer. I did. I also edit this, Thank so you. it's going to look Thank great you. for you. Well done, Doug. One Congratulations. Mil, one Oh, GIF. You take home, then. Play it. the rules, Lee, or don't play the game at all.
6: I just got so excited that I got it right. <laughs> uh,
1: that was well done. I thought I was That's making good. it too difficult. I didn't even get to the Las Vegas stuff. For anyone that doesn't know who we're talking about, Las Vegas lead singer James Allen, who did play for East Fife for one season. And as far as I know, the only East Fife player to have... uh, Actually, no. One of two East Fife players to have a big hit record, because Steve Archibald did as well. A couple of hit records, actually, Steve Archibald have. So with this being our Christmas show, let's hear a little bit from Las Vegas and their Christmas album... This is A Snowflake Fell and It Felt Like a Kiss. Cheery Scottish Christmas Rock.
13: keeps murmuring death. Too much time hobbles thoughts and, and heads. Now I'm compelled to kill about my flesh.
1: The haunting voice of James Allen there in Las Vegas with a snowflake fell and it felt like a kiss from their Christmas album that was released. I don't know if it was released on its own but I've got it as a box set with Las Vegas' debut album in special kind of Christmas packaging. Some great songs on that. A lot of them not very Christmassy. Really wanted to play Fuck You It's Over just because I think that's such an anti-Christmas song that it's just a, a fun one to play. But we've gone with A Snowflake Fell there. The one that I've played a lot in my show here over the years, and I kind of had it as my show closer for, for a couple of years, is their version of Silent Night. Check that out on YouTube. Silent Night, it's got a great little choir coming in at the end as well. One of my favourite Christmas carols. I love the German version of it. remember being taught that in primary school, and it's always stuck with me to this day. So how did you get on in the quiz? Did you manage to work out that it was James Allen we're talking about? Well done to Doug for getting that. And for shame on Lee for being premature and just getting all his points stripped away from him. I'm a hard taskmaster and that's how I'm going to stay into 2021. I like asking questions. Let's ask another one now. Just what does East 5 legend Dave Clark like on his fish and chips?
3: i a sauce with I in a sauce with
1: it. If if you decide you you want to have a, a a little cheeky chippy, do you have salt salt and vinegar or salt and sauce on your chips? Curry sauce. Oh exotic. Yeah, we've Herbal. not had anyone say curry Herbal. sauce before. And two pickled onions. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But whenever I go home now, one of the things I bring back is some curry sauce because the stuff you get over here is not the same. So it's always, I like to go home with a couple of packets of curry sauce.
5: How much is the fish? How much is the fish? How much is the chips? Does the fish have chips? How much is the fish? How much is the chips? How much is the fish? Does the fish have chips?
14: Ryan Wallace here.
1: We'd just like to wish these five fans a Merry Christmas and we'd like to thank everyone on the podcast for their continued support. Thanks to Ryan, Jack and the others for the Christmas messages that you're going to hear on the show today. Let's get back to some Christmas music though and we're going to have the second now of Lee's Choices.
6: So the second song on my Christmas playlist is santa claus is coming to town but i've gone for the bruce springsteen version which i know will absolutely delight Rick, uh, richie malcolm who knows a massive springsteen fan so this song was recorded in 1975 so it's a few decades old at this point but it's still got a bit of a modern feel such a great perfect christmas party anthem for any family get together so get this on your playlist for christmas here it is uh, santa claus is coming to town by bruce springsteen
5: It's all cold down along the beach, and the wind's whipping down the boardwalk. <laughs> hey, man! hey man, you guys know what time of year it is? What time, what, what, what? Oh, Christmas time! You guys all, you guys all been good and practicing real hard, yeah. Clients, you've been you've been rehearsing real hard now. So Santa bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good, but what? Oh, that's not many, not many. Of you guys in trouble out here. And <laughs> yeah, you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not fight. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Coming today. He's making a list, he's checking it.
1: Santa Claus is indeed coming to town, or depending on when you listen to this podcast, he's already going to have been, because this is most likely going to drop, if not late on Christmas Eve, probably on Christmas Day itself. So hopefully you all got some fantastic Christmas presents. We'll be talking a a little bit more about football-related Christmas presents later on in the show. But for now, let's get to this episode's feature interview. And it's a, a little bit different, this episode. It's not with a footballer, in fact it's not really to do with anything about football, although we do cover some football stuff in it, regular listeners will know and love our Anyone Fancy a Chocolate Digestive segment, a section that we've run on the AFTN show for I think four years now, so obviously when I started doing Glory Days of Gold with Lee, had to bring the section over to the East Fife audience as well. We like to ask all the new players that question. Find out exactly what their biscuit and beverage choice is. And 2020, being a weird year, just continued getting weirder when we actually got a message from the lead singer of the band that sings the song to the section, The New Royal Family. They released Anyone Fancy a Chocolate Digestive as a single in 2007. And he recently found out that we're using his song as segments in our two podcasts. Got in touch, we got chatting with him. So much in common with David and musically wise and tastes and everything like that, that we thought we've got to get him on the show. And what better time to get him on the show than our Christmas special, where it's not just football we talk about, we talk about everything else as well. And that's just what we did. So sit back, relax make your own favourite hot beverage and grab your biscuit of choice and just enjoy our chat with the New York Royal Family's lead singer, David Barnett. So I am delighted now to tell everyone to get down with the sound that makes you jump around because we have the lead singer of the new royal family with us. It's the one, the only, David Burnett. How are you doing today, David? I'm doing very well indeed, Michael. Thank you for having me. Delighted to finally get you on the show. You're our first guest. You're making history that is being interviewed for both the AFTN Soccer Show and Glory Days of Gold. So you're going to be on both (laughs) podcasts across the Atlantic both are Christmas specials, because it's that kind of special interview. And for any new listeners, you've probably got no idea why we're doing this. But for regular listeners... Well, I'm not
15: sure I do, to be honest. But
1: well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get into how all this is, has played out then. Because, let's be honest, it's been, a, it's been a bizarre couple of weeks, I think, especially for David, when he discovered that his song that he wrote, what, maybe... Well, you didn't write it, but it was released about 13 years ago. I believe you wrote it way, way, way earlier than that when you were at high school.
4: Anyone That's fancy a chocolate
1: digestive? Yes. Our cult classic on both podcasts. I think we're due a bit of royalty from playing it for the last four years on our show here in Vancouver. But well, I'm sure, sure we'll, we'll come to that. We'll, we'll maybe let that slide. But like, well, first of all, let, let's get into the ins and outs of this song. Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? When did you write it? Why did you write it? And surely your your biggest song ever?
15: Well, um, it's quite a convoluted tale, but I imagine your listeners are used to long periods of boredom punctuated by pain. So, um, <laughs> uh, it, I the funny thing about anyone fancy a chocolate digestive is it's actually a cover version. Um, It is uh, originally a song by a band called Anyone Fancy a Chocolate Digestive, which was pretty much my first band when I was at school in Brechin, which is not far from, not too far from East Fife, anyway. Um, And uh, we we were basically Sex Pistols fans as teenagers, and we used to make a racket in the music room. They had a drum kit and some guitars there. So me and some friends, Callum Clark, who was called Nam. He was kind of like, a um, bit like a sort of punk Simon LeBon. I don't know why he was called Nam. I don't think he ever was involved in combat operations in <laughs> Southeast Asia, but he was called Nam. And then there was a guy called Stuart Finney who played the drums. And he was like a cross between uh, Animal from the Muppets and Vivian from the Young Ones. And his his party trick was to um, throw what he would call an epi-fit, um, which involved falling off his drum kit, thrashing around and knocking them over. The funny thing, Nick, not really funny, the thing was he actually was epileptic, so it was difficult to know whether he was doing it for a laugh or whether he was, you know, in uh, serious jeopardy. So there was us three, and there was also a bass player called Nick Tom, who is now actually like a chief constable or something in the police in Scotland he was on the news recently but Nick never turned up to I mean it's one of those things when you're in a band at school you're kind of in a band but you don't really do much apart from go around saying hey we're in a band so I don't think he even played at rehearsal so it was really the three of us and we mainly did Sex Pistols covers I think originally we were called the Orgy Shotguns which is Nice. You know, just the like, <laughs> uh, uh, Sex Pistols with other words, and then, and then I don't. I think it was me that came up with the name. Anyone fancy a chocolate digestive? It was in a, a, a copy of Smash Hits, I think. One of their jokes. So that was the name of the band, and we changed it to. Um, we spelled chocolate with a K because that's kind of punk rock, and we we didn't have very many songs. We'd written a song called "Who Is Ernie Ledbetter," I, I think it was about a like escape Nazi war criminal on the run or something. And we got offered, uh, our mate's dad had a four track recorder, which was kind of the height of technology at the time. And he offered to record some stuff. So we kind of went, oh, well, who is any lead better? will be the single, but we need a B side. So why don't we do one like uh, a theme song, like the monkeys, you know, Hey, Hey, we're the monkeys or something. And I can't remember which way around it was, but either me or Nam went, anyone fancy a chocolate digestive and the other one the other one instantly went no thank you it sounds suggestive and that that was kind of it and we thought oh right um like that's right let's work out the chords and it's only got two chords as you can probably tell over and over again and the same words over and over again i remember saying we we do need some more words and i wrote the line (laughs) about um your brain being rejected or whatever and that was it and we recorded that um and I kind of forgot about. It. We played one gig at the Angus Show uh, in our Arbroath, and I, I forgot about it until many years later, when I, I I'd been in a band called the Boyfriends. Yes, and we kind of split up in great acrimony, as bands tend to do. It was, it was like it was a hilarious story: thousands of pounds, of money stolen by our manager, and so on. Anyway, uh, we were due to play this charity gig that I'd agreed to do at the end of the year. And obviously we'd split up, so it was difficult to do. So, I, And I was a friend of the promoter, and I think he was kind of like, oh, God, our star turn isn't doing it. So I said, look, I'll, I'll put together an all-star ensemble band to fill this gap. And I, I was at a party with Charlie Stone, who had been the guitarist in Gay Dad. And uh is, is actually in Salad now. She was in Salad back then, but it's back in Salad now. And loads of bands. She's been in millions of bands, and she's a great guitarist. And I was kind of talking to her about it. She's said, I'll do it. And then we got Richard from the boyfriend said, Oh, I'll play the bass. And we've got Jen, the drummer, and um Alex was playing keyboards for us then. And and I and I was kind of, originally we were gonna do, I think, uh, some boyfriend songs, but they proved t- t- too difficult. So I said, Look, I've got I've got these songs I wrote when I was like a teenager and they're all really easy they're a bit stupid but I think we could do them we could learn them easily so that's what we did and I think we were missing one we'd be kind of like well we need one more song and I went well there's there's this really stupid one but it's really easy it's only got two chords so you'll pick it up in no time so that is anyone fancy a chocolate digestive that's how it got added and inevitably that was the one everybody remembered and liked and I can't remember how the single came about to be honest but when it happened, it was like, yeah, we want that song, please. And that brings us up to 2007, and I'm dying to know <laughs> how the next... That's kind of the first two phases of the song. I'm looking forward to you telling me what the hell happened next.
1: Yeah, well, I'm also looking forward to you telling me how you find out that we knew about it. So basically, the background to this is... On the AFT Soccer Show podcast, we started that in 2013. So then, after doing it for a few years, I started to add in some more fun segments. So our manager at the time, Carol Robinson, a Welsh international player, I, I decided to because we, we're both from a fanzine background. So my my football fanzine back in there's five, a big
15: there's a big there's a big fanzine football music crossover with fanzines, isn't it? That's kind there of is. Like the middle of the Venn, I think.
1: Well, our, our our whole thing, AFTN, away from the numbers, is named after a jam B side. So, it it comes basically from that. So, I've always done weird and wacky segments on in the fanzine on our website, so we started to do more of them in the show. To be honest, I describe our Canadian show as a UK-style football show that nobody in Canada really understands with lots of UK humor. But for some reason, they think, "Oh, this this must be funny because he's telling so us that, it's funny." Is that what people think UK football shows are like? Man? I think so. Yeah, really? because they they just think of wacky UK <laughs> comedy, and it's like, oh yeah, he he obviously knows what what he's doing here. So we just, also, it was something that wasn't being done by other shows as well. So I was asking our manager lots of. It was like Carol Robinson's question of the week. And one of the weeks it was, what's your favourite biscuit? So all these interviews he's doing I can, about... I can see where this is going now, you're Yeah, right. so his was a Bourbon, to to be uh-huh. to be fair. Um, oh, sure. And so we do things like, because uh, he, he was Welsh, it's like super furry animals or stereophonics. And sadly, he picked stereophonics, whereas the correct answer was well, obviously is, the super furry the animals. Answer. And he picked Bourbon and I had said, because I had corrected him, I said, no, the right answer is Super Furry Animals. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's my question. I was like, well, yeah. So then... The yes, next, it's not,
15: it's, we don't want your
1: opinion, we want the right yeah, answer. we want the right answer here. So we'd done stuff like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, blah, blah, blah. So then we had got down to, what's your favourite biscuit? And this is our main training sessions where there's other journalists around asking serious questions. And I'm just like, what's your favourite biscuit, Carol? So he had said bourbon and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, chocolate digestive. So then I started asking the other coaching staff what their favourite biscuit was. And then I thought, I need to do this as a pr- actual segment. And then Eddie Argos from Art Brute had mentioned your band on his Facebook page. Or I think you were doing a... Yeah, I think you were doing a gig 2016, 15, 16 in London. You'd kind of got back together to do a couple of gigs or something. He was, he was plugging you or the band or the gig or something like that. And I think he shared the video to Chocolate Digestive or I went and just looked on YouTube and found the video. It was one of those two things. And I was like, oh, this song is a marriage made in heaven now <laughs> for this segment that I am going to do. Because not only is it giving the correct answer, it's giving us a, a fun introduction. It's catchy. Football fans That's love true. a catchy song that they can sing and chant. So then I replayed the Carol Robinson big question thing as this segment and then started doing all the other ones. Then it became a case of the any Whitecaps player that joined the club, we would say to them, okay, you're, you're not a, a Whitecaps player till you answer this question. And then it's a three-part question, which we will do with you at the end. What well, if you're making a hot beverage at home? What is your hot beverage of choice? Mm-hmm. Are you a biscuit fan? What's your favourite biscuit? And do you dunk? Ooh. So that that is our segment. So Ooh. we'll come to that at the end with you. Goodness. So then we started doing it that like, you're not a white Whitecaps player. Uh, uh, can less...
15: I? Are there, are there right and wrong answers to that? As as there are with the Super well Boringer
1: question. The, there is, to, to me the correct. Answer, I made a point you if that's the case? Well, the correct answer to me would be just a, a cup of tea with a chocolate digestive, and yes, you do dunk. I right. feel that is the correct answer. That's you're the trinity. The on you. That's the holy trinity
6: yep. of the, the answer. However, as you're essentially royalty, and I hope you get the pun there, you can answer whatever you want. <laughs> really true. Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah, because we have had some folks see rich tea biscuits and I'm appalled mm. when that. I is mean I answer. think
15: a rich tea does go very well. I mean, this is jumping the gun, isn't it? We're getting into the biscuit chart a little early. Yes. But I do feel a rich tea is very good with a cup of tea. And for me, a chocolate digestive is more of a coffee accompaniment. Oh.
1: Oh. But, um, Interesting. But
15: um I don't want to stoke up too much controversy this early.
1: Well, my, my wife is a rich tea fan, I have to my... say, because she's not a big chocolate biscuit fan. Right. But, I mean, it causes big arguments. How we've stayed married for 18 years, I, I don't know. Well, congratulations. Yeah. How she puts up with me, actually, talking about stuff. If you think Lee has no idea as to what we <laughs> talk about. My Canadian wife, who is 11 years younger than me, and I'm making her watch TV shows from the late 70s, and she's like, I, I don't understand this. or Or worse putting on things like, bless this house, love thy neighbor. And she's oh, like, no, no, that is true. Th- these that's... are very inappropriate to be playing nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but back to, to that. So we, we started doing that, asking the players, which we get a lot of foreign players here. So when you ask a guy that's English is very basic, what his favorite biscuit is, and also biscuit in North America is a oh. different thing. Oh, yeah,
15: isn't it? It's like a cake or something.
1: Yeah, it's right? a kind of breakfast thing, like a scone, yeah. that right, you yeah. get a lot with fried chicken. Oh, my. Um, and it's a it's kind really of flaky grown. thing, yeah. Oh. So are calling it? Is it cookie? Is it, is it cookie? Yeah, cookie. Well, so so right. sometimes we have to say cookie, but then that leads Americans into things right. to say chocolate oh, chip. Which is giving me some great ideas for the next album.
15: Oh, yeah. fantastic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're looking forward to the, the tour of Vancouver where you will probably sell out. <laughs> that would be the weird thing in all of this. I could probably get a gig here sold out for you. That, but anyway... That, that would be marvellous. So then we started oh, our East 5 podcast.
15: Thank you. Thank you. That's
1: my my PA
15: has just brought me in some uh, crumble and custard. and That's pretty exciting. Oh, nice. We we need to get a PA, Lee. Where's uh, Rachel? Rhubarb crumble and custard. That you know, Yeah, that probably appeals to your...
1: 70s nostalgia. <clears throat> that that could, I could play the rhubarb theme and do something <laughs> like that.
15: Because
1: <laughs> we also do a jam segment. What's your favourite jam with the Ivor right. Cutler song, Jam? I don't know right. if you've heard that.
15: Right.
1: That, that. That was like before we even did the, the Chocolate Digestive section. What usually happens is I'm driving along, I'm playing some obscure compilation album on CD. A song pops up and I'm like, oh, that's a song about jam. I should start asking people what their favourite oh, job is. Damn. Right. Because no one does things like that. There's maybe a good reason why, wonder why, why that is. Does. Yeah. yeah, there could, could be a reason why you don't see Sky Sports people doing these kind of interviews. And also maybe why Lee and me are not on Sky Sports. But then we started the East 5 podcast this year. I threw this segment in the, the first episode without telling Lee. And then, <laughs> to be fair, some folk don't like it. Just like some folk don't like chocolate digesters, but I've persevered. I if I believe. think something's right, I keep going with it, despite, yes. despite what folk may tell That's me. Right. Um, so now it's like we're going to do it that you're not an East 5 player unless you've answered this question.
6: And it's one of those sections like that, that people do really actually like. And if there is like a week that we've not had it, they're like, why is there no well, chocolate that. <laughs> it, It's honestly the most random... Thing like, I remember my boss texting me because he listened to the show and he was like, The chocolate digestive section is really weird. Mm-hmm. And then after it is like, No, I actually quite like that now. It was after <laughs> uh, we had a player um, that played for us, he's actually a, a qualified doctor and he went over and played in America and stuff. And a lot of people listened to that one because he's really well known in football. And then after that, I think that we started to get like a certain sort of mini cult fall. And I don't think it's as big as Michael's in in and across the pond, but we'll we'll get it there. I'm pretty confident. Yeah,
1: I, I have people just they're in supermarkets and they take a picture of Digestives they find on the shelf and send me it. And I'm like, thanks for thinking of me.
15: But is that not because they're they're not so they're not so ubiquitous in Canada? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And for me it has to be McVitie's. Uh-huh, it, can be, it can't be. It can be anything else. There's the some, there the are some generic homegrown ones over here in right. Canada that I'm appalled with because it has to be. I, I enjoyed your fact
15: um, about the fact that digestives originally were digestives. Yes, they were kind of, yes, like medical aids to ease digestion, weren't they? which is quite extraordinary.
1: I've always been a bit obsessed with digestives. I I don't know why. So that's my explanation. So our big burning question is how the hell did you find out that we were using this song? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not a very exciting answer. I
15: I just got an email or a Facebook message from Caroline Richards, who is the woman that made the video for the song. In fact, made our, both our videos. Um, and she's uh she's like a proper film editor person. She's done stuff with Julian Temple. Um and she's actually making a film about uh Shane McGowan at the moment. Um but for some reason she uh helped us out as well back in the day. And I think it was the video that made it anyway. She got in touch and said, David, do you know these guys that uh, from East Fife? Like you're from near there, are they your mates or something like that. What hey, like Eastside football club? Do you know what, like? what, what are you talking about? So yeah, they do this, they do this thing on their podcast about with your song. I like, what? And I said, yeah, look. And then he was like, send me a link. Oh my goodness! And and then she said, yeah, and it it seems to be like every week. <laughs> it is crazy. What? Um, so yeah, and then um, I think. I think then I got in touch with one of one of you, and you replied, and and then said, and um, and it's also it's also um, it, it, even more the case in Vancouver. Um, at which point I thought, you know, this is. Basically, like searching for Sugar man isn't it Is that I am? You could call it searching for Biscuit Man. Here <laughs> right, I am, languishing in obscurity in my in my hometown, and yet, like the other side of the world, I'm like massive. This is hilarious. So, I love it. Thank you very much, guys. It's it really has made my uh, my week.
1: Well, thank uh, you for not suing us for using your song.
15: <laughs> well, <not yet. laughs> no. uh,
1: Okay. <laughs> we're even gonna we were gonna bring I'm out going to count merchandise. the royalties.
15: am gonna count the royalties that we've made from from people buying it since and then use that money to get a, a great lawyer.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean that is only fair. Um yeah. we were gonna bring out t shirts over here in Canada, but I'm quite lazy and I never ever got around to it. So if you want to bring out new royal family digestive t shirts, we will plug those and you will
15: see. I, mean, I mean we're we're technically split up. Uh, so that makes things a little awkward and also the fact that nobody can really leave the house or do anything now is yeah, there is that a little bit difficult. Um and I've got I've got a, a, a three month-old beautiful baby daughter that's taking up a lot of my time. So activity will be slow, but who knows what might happen. We do we're supposed to have a, a, a DVD compilation coming out actually called um Everyone Wants to Shag the Neural Family. Um but that's Caroline's making that, and she, she's she been promising us it for at least two years, I think <laughs> probably more than that. Um, but because she does basically does everything for us as a favour, we we get put behind people like Shane McGowan and mm. uh, Julian Temple when she's got stuff to do.
1: So
9: I guess that that's makes something sense. to look forward to for the but
1: future. It's, ni- it's nice to know that we are connected with a band that work at the kind of pace that I work at, <laughs> I've taken four years to have an idea of my head of, oh yeah, I should maybe do a t shirt for that since it's popular, whereas Lee on our Glory Days of gold podcast he's brought out so much merchandise and stuff for us this year i am really, just like oh
10: wow oh, what well, what have you got?
15: Have you got anything you can send me? Yes, I feel um, like i should i should wear wear something a rosette definitely. what a or a, a scarf or something
6: a face <laughs> mask if you' like oh.
1: <laughs> Even I don't have that, so yeah. it's like it, it's a really neat, neat face mask. I, well, I had they, said we we're they, probably going to talk for 15-20 minutes, but I did say that I could talk to you for hours, and I know this is probably going to go into a long thing. There's going to be folk listening to this, Lee, that are like, "I have no interest in this. This has nothing to do with football." Well, I'm
15: really hoping that you can edit this quite viciously. And- oh, I'm
1: I'm putting it all out in full. Oh
15: goodness.
1: That's what I do with my interviews. I'd just like to
15: apologize to your listeners. (laughs) What's going to be on our Christmas special? And assure you that
1: normal service will be restored at some point. This is our first Glory Days of Gold Christmas special, and it's our seventh or eighth AFT and soccer show Christmas special. So they're always a bit weird. They usually feature Frank Sidebottom songs, who is another person that I've introduced to a number of people over here in Canada. Do you know Frank Sidebottom actually, Lee?
6: Guy with a
1: big like head. Yeah.
15: That's head the head. one. Yeah. <laughs> Difficult to miss. Yeah. yeah. There's a documentary on uh, about him um, on Sky at the moment. Um, oh, I got the DVD.
1: I don't know if that's the same one. Being Frank?
15: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I bought the DVD but, of that. Bizarrely, I, I kind of know his backing band. Um Paul, Guy, Dinesis and Rodri and Matlock were his backing band. um, oh. Like towards the end of his time on Earth. Like guided missiles in the record company. That's
1: the one, yes. Oh, yes.
15: Oh wow, small world. Wouldn't like to dust it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Also, like for, for just to let Lee know, like there's also good football connections with Frank Sidebottom. He has a few football songs which I haven't played in Wavelength, so I'll dig one of those out. But he also actually formed a football team, Temporarily Big Shorts. You know, and he I,
15: really, really did.
1: Yes, <laughs> and I have like some Temporarily Big Shorts merchandise. Oh, wow. that, um, some original from the actual football team i've got a track suit from the actual football team and then they've been bringing out for just his company a, a lot of temporarily big short stuff so yeah check that out anyway let's get back to other stuff so let's, the vi- let's talk about the video for digestive oh, right. yes so, i love it because i'm a big adam and the ants fan you're clearly That's a big adam and the ants right. fan Good. And there is so many Adam and the Ants references in that video. that it's it's fantastic. Just tell us a little bit about the video. Why you put those references in? Obviously, the band New Royal Family is named after a line from an Adam and the Ants song. So yeah, just tell of, us about your Adam partly, and the Ants fixation. It's partly it's partly named after
15: that, but it's also um, I'm a big fan of the Sex Pistols, obviously, and and more so Public Image Limited, really. And um, apparently one of the early names, some of the early names for the New Royal Family uh, for the public image were um, the carnivorous buttock flies, which I thought was a good name, and also the Royal Family. So I kind of thought the Royal Family, I'd always thought that was a good name. And then I thought, oh, New Royal Family, because that's like, it's not the same, but it's also like the Adamant song. So that's kind of where it came about. The reason for all the Adamant references is, is because originally I knew Caroline, who made the video, Uh, via the adamant fan community she's a massive uh, adamant fan and used to organize conventions and i'd been to a few of those and i kind of met her through that so she and and that's kind of how she got into video editing she used to do these collages of of his videos and live footage to show at these conventions oh cool so i think I i think uh i knew her i'd worked with her on in, in with various other bands that I was managing and stuff like that and I kind of I think I said we're making a we've got a band would you like to make a video and I think the idea was just that we would we would just walk to uh Buckingham Palace and then offer whoever was at the gate a chocolate digestive that was kind of the idea I thought let's just do that just film it see what happens and then of course Caroline being Caroline she came up with this really complicated storyline and <laughs> Call <laughs> this, this 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 idea with all these um, in jokes in, and then I thought, oh, I love this idea of like having these ri- ludicrously obscure Adamant references. That that I mean, nobody's going to watch this in the first place. I thought, <laughs> so we might as well just go crazy and and do all that stuff. So she did it, and it was great. And I think, um, yeah, there was we had a competition. I can't remember where it went but we had a competition to see who could spot the most adamant references and the great thing about that was that people wrote in with ones that we hadn't even spotted as well you know or uh, ones that they imagined so that's how that came about and i i it was quite early on in in youtube time and you know it got it got fifteen thousand views or something back then which for us was incredible you know i mean i'd uh, that seemed a lot i mean it's not massive when you can consider what things get nowadays but it was very exciting. So, yeah, that's the end of that story.
1: You need to check the analytics to see how many recent ones have been from Canada, actually. I'd be quite curious about that. Yeah, that's a good I've point. I've it out a few that's times. A uh, I'm also,
15: not sure. on, I'm not even sure if it's on my YouTube page or who's...
1: It's on of... the new... I'm pretty sure it's on the actual New Royal Family's right. YouTube page. I'm one of the, f- the few subscribers to, to right. that channel. Probably a little
15: bit quiet of late. Mm.
1: Um. <laughs> and, you, of course, you're as we talk, you're wearing the hat that you wore in the video.
15: Yes, I thought I'd just put that on to kind of like uh, you know ingratiate myself with the Scots. Yeah,
1: that's a little Easter egg for everybody. Although I did. I, did I mean, I did.
15: I did. I did find out. I wore it in Kilburn when we played a gig there, and then I found out that apparently it's really unpopular with Irish people because oh. of uh, uh, some, <laughs>
1: some British soldiers shooting oh. civilians. So, uh, you yeah, don't wear I, it on I'm not wearing it with Ireland. any political agenda. I yeah, you. oh, that's good. You're now embedded in East Fife and Vancouver Whitecaps heritage. Somewhat bizarrely for a guy that doesn't like football. You've never even been to Glebe Park to see I, the I, hedge? I, no. I've been, to, I've been to two football matches
15: in my life. Um, and the most recent one was Cowes Sports, who are the Isle of Wight football oh. team. And to be honest, I can't remember even who they played, but I think they lost. But a small link is, um, I think you mentioned Goldie, Luke and Chain, and the mm-hmm. guy I went with used to be their manager. So once again, a small world. Yes. Uh, our... that, was a, that was a few years ago. The only other football match I saw, which is a bit more exciting um, for you guys, I think, was in uh, about 1978, uh, maybe poss- possibly 79. Um, i just moved to Freakham from Forfar, um, and my friend David Gregg uh, was a ball boy at Forfar Athletics football ground, and at that point, because I was eight years old or whatever, obviously not liking football was akin to you know, I don't know, uh, something something that we we would have used to call sissy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so obviously, I had to pretend to like football, and my team, purely because I like the colour red, was Aberdeen. So my friend here, Greg said, "Hey." David, you're never going to believe it, but I, I can get you into this match. It's Aberdeen Reserves against uh, for Athletic, <laughs> so I I got to go and watch this match. And I think I think um, the exciting thing, perhaps, for you guys is that. At that point, there were a couple of people that even I'd heard of in Aberdeen playing because, I, I you know, you got the cards and there was just kind of like yes. the top 11 and then the kind of dregs that are also like on the benches, just in case. And I think there was Drew Jarvie that, and also Steve Archibald. I may be wrong, but I believe Steve Archibald was... East Fife's manager at one point, He right? was.
1: He yeah. was.
15: You've, you've done your research, David. Amazing. Well, I, this is not even research. What happened was when I posted this on my social media platforms, uh, everybody went, bloody hell, that's ridiculous. And but a couple of people <laughs> went, Oh, I really like East Fife. <laughs> and one guy said, Do you know the story about uh Steve Archibald? But apparently uh the story was that he was like Sitting outside the ground or something in his car, and somebody got in thinking he was in taxi. <laughs> Didn't recognise
1: him. <laughs> so yeah, we've been um, trying to get him on the show, but he keeps dinging us on Twitter. Uh, so we'll we'll get, get him. over himself. Should yeah, get... that's fantastic. I saw some of some of the replies to your your posts on Twitter, and one person was like, "When's your bit on the show?" I've been I've been listening to. Seems to be an awful lot of football stuff, which is understandable, really. <laughs> Well, if they listen to this episode, they won't need to worry about that, eh? No, that's what Christmas (laughs) specials are all about, a little bit of fun. So let's wrap things up now by doing the the big question. We have to end Uh, with this because... I feel this is
15: going to be a terrific anticlimax after all all that excitement.
1: Very probably. So (laughs) let's do it properly and let's cue, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to find out if David Barnett likes or fancies a chocolate digestive. Anyone fancy a chocolate digested,
14: Anyone fancy
1: a chocolate so David You're sitting at home And you decide You fancy a hot beverage mm. What would be your hot beverage of choice A tea, a coffee, a hot chocolate Or something else
15: Well That's a difficult question to answer Because it's very much a It depends And it depends on the time uh, I tend to have coffee in the morning, uh, tea like during the middle of the day and then in the evening I might rarely have hot chocolate to be honest. I'm more likely to have a sleepy herbal tea, something like that. However at this time of year and because it's your Christmas special my favourite drink just now, a hot drink um, and it's great because one of the good things about Christmas is it's fine, is uh, a Christmas coffee which of course is coffee with uh uh, an irish liqueur drink oh. of which there are several brands available i believe but uh yeah christmas coffee christmas milk we call it although apparently that's rude for something else as well so that's what i that's my drink of choice at the moment well because i can of- get i can get away it's, i can get away with drinking booze during the day without
1: um without anyone knowing
15: my other half telling me off for being drunk in charge of a
1: small baby that is the best coffee to, to have. I do have mm. to say, I, do, I don't I do drink much these days, but that is one of my favourite tipples. I, I do like that. So this might be a, an obvious question, but do you have a sweet tooth? <laughs>
15: um, I, do, I, I actually prefer savoury foods, which might be hard to believe, considering I've got a bowl of apple crumble and uh, custard in front of me.
1: Anyone fancy a cheese straw? Does <laughs> not work the same yeah.
15: kind of... Well, this is because of the great misunderstanding that the song is about chocolate biscuits, you know, and it's actually about a band. But I don't want to spoil the spoil the illusion for for, for all the, the fans out there.
1: Oh, no. I, I've course, been telling folks it's about Once sense. you give birth
15: to a song, it no longer belongs to the artist, it belongs to the listener, and they're free to interpret it however they wish.
1: Yeah, I, I may just have bastardised your song then. <laughs> so... <laughs>
15: I mean, it does make a lot more to be perfectly honest. We actually were really hoping McVitie's would give us a sponsorship deal, however, I've been hoping
1: for that for four years as well. <laughs>
15: <laughs> however, I think I think this what has actually happened trumps that massively because we don't want to be corporate sellouts.
1: Well, you are, Although you are if you're as, listening, we can negotiate. You're uh, now known as the digestive guy. I don't know how that makes you feel. That, that was how Lee referred to it. it's like, oh uh 7 30 for the digestive guy it's like yep I mean, <laughs>
15: it's, i've been called a lot worse in my time let's put it that way
1: so what, mean, what is your biscuit of choice then let's get to that
15: i it, it, biscuit of choice probably uh some shorty shortbread does that count as a biscuit it's kind it of does really getting, it does and I are really you a dunker not anymore, really. I used to. I used to be. I think I failed the test. And I haven't. Like, I think you have. It's like I'm we've got sorry.
1: the man that wrote anyone <laughs> fancies a chocolate digestive. A, not only does he not fancy a chocolate digestive.
15: Well, not right now. It's B, it's, it's not thing. even
1: about chocolate digestives. <laughs> and C, he doesn't dunk. I don't know. Even I, I, this interview can't go out. I'm sorry. It's just <laughs> an hour in the can. <laughs> All you're going to see now is Michael McCall left the chat. <laughs>
15: <laughs> <laughs> Podcast won't go out, oh. you know. You know what they say, guys, never meet your
1: heroes. You know, this is what happened. This is a bigger anti climax than the 2016 <laughs> Canadian Championship final when the white I mean, caps gave up a 96th ending. Goal. We could record an alternative ending, couldn't
15: we? Like they do for movies. Oh, so well, we, we, so we don't be.
1: want to do that. We want
15: to, and we mean, want to and keep then, you, and then you could you could use one on one of your podcasts and then the other one on the other one.
1: <laughs> that would so be then, hilarious. <laughs> so
15: to answer I, your questions in, respectively, it's tea, obviously
1: chocolate digesters and a yes, I do dunk. Oh, yeah. fantastic. That's well done, David. Doubt. Thank you so <laughs> much. <laughs> I, the, our, our AFT and soccer show, I've got two co-hosts in that. And one of them is actually a youth pastor. And he was like, what, "What does that mean? What, like a sort of vicar like, type? Cher- yeah, yeah, churchy pasta right. guy." Um, and not not um, Italian wheat foods. No. Right. no, 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 not pasta. Don't you right. get confused with my accent? I've got enough of that over here. <laughs> for God's sake. So we, we we played um this this song when you were artist of the month in December, and I believe you've listened to this episode, so you might know this, but. And then he was like, I, "So what? Why? Why is it suggestive? I don't understand that." And it's like <laughs> anal sex. He's talking about anal sex, Zach. And it's like, really? And he still messages me, and it's like, "I can't listen to that song the same way anymore." <laughs> well, I think,
15: yeah. I mean, at least you know, my I may have bastardized
1: you know, that version of the song as well.
6: I don't know.
15: Well, I think what this shows is that you know it's it's multi layered. You know, it's, <laughs> on the surface, mean? it may seem like a stupid song about biscuit. But you know, there's a lot more to it than that. So
1: well, yeah. I mean, the fact it's also really big on our BDSM podcast uh, that we do. <laughs> our After Dark <laughs> edition is I mean, that's, that that was a whole right. other thing. Going round okay. fetish conventions asking people what their favorite biscuit is.
15: <laughs> you know what? You're not it's the 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 it, there has been a similar interpretation to the one that I'm not going to repeat that you just <laughs> mentioned um by uh Somebody, it's actually on. I think it's on the sleeve of the record, which it's in the post on its way, winging its way to you guys now. It'll take me a um, month or so to get be, it because um, Canada
1: Post just now is atrocious.
15: Yeah, I believe it was bid bid from the monochrome set. Um, does a kind of Freudian interpretation of what fancying a chocolate digestive means? Oh, interesting.
1: So, uh, mm. I think we should end it on that note. I've really enjoyed <laughs> chatting to you tonight, David.
15: Night, night. night. Yeah. Cheers, David.
1: <laughs> Bye.
10: Bye. Thank Christ it's Christmas!
14: the time, the old was a Celtic legend, no need to know, how long to wait for, only to know, that the would be a new hope, oh whoa oh. ah, a new hope, oh, oh. Whitened days of justice, the guardians were driven to trust. Men appeared with evil malice. Those who did destroy the trust. But the season of encounter brought another hope to us All the former non-believers soon believed when they saw the new hope. Oh whoa! Ah, the new hope. Oh whoa. We'll never know Crackers all around me Remember when you are down And you hope will always appear To remove that Christmas brand And you hope, whoa Ah, you hope, whoa Ah, Mary had an accident It was a long, long time ago and Who the father was, we'll never know We'll never know, we'll never know. Mary had an accident, it was a long, long time ago, and who the father was.
9: Hi, it's Kevin Smith here. I'd just like to thank everyone for the continued support. Hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Cheers.
1: Absolutely fantastic stuff from David there. Hope you enjoyed it. A little bit self-indulgent probably on my part as well. Many of you will have had no idea what we're talking about there. But at least it explains a little bit about the song. And I'll point out as well, that's actually the shorter version of the interview that we did. We thought we would just talk to David for about 15 or 20 minutes, but I'm a chatty Cathy. I got going in full flow, so we brought you part of that in, in this show, and you can actually hear the full unabridged version of our chat, which is 55 minutes long, on the AFTN Soccer Show 2020 Christmas Special. Find that by going over to aftn.ca, where we talk a lot more about Swede, Adam and the Ants, and just music in general. And it was also really nice to be able to do the Chocolate Digestive section with the guy that kind of helped spark all this off. And I want to give a, a big shout out to David as well. After our chat, he sent a little package to myself and Lee as just a, a, a thank you for highlighting his music. So I actually received that today, Christmas Eve, and I wasn't sure if it was going to arrive in time for Christmas. It did. Best Christmas present ever ever. It's got a copy of the single in it and some of the New Royal Family stuff. Thank you so much to David. I really enjoyed chatting to him and we're, we're going to keep in touch and just chat a bit more about music over the years. And we'll also bring you the Luxembourg single that he talked about there in a show next year as well. Hopefully it's going to send chocolate digestive sales rocketing through the roof. I've got a sweet tooth as my dentist is very pleased about. I like my biscuits. I like my jam. So do many other people. Let's find out now. What is East 5 manager Darn Young's favourite jam?
13: What's your favourite jam? Traffic jam. What's wrong with raspberry? What's wrong with plum? How's about a blob of elderberry on a scone?
1: What's your favourite jam? So if you're sitting at home and you want to have some toast or a crumpet or something like that and you want to have some jam in it, what's your favourite jam?
14: Bomberman, it's called. Oh, what flavour?
1: Probably jam. Bomberman, probably jam. Oh, what?
14: chocolate bread.
10: <laughs> Perfect. What's your
1: favourite jam? Oh, so a, a high-class, high-end jam there. From Darren Young, you'd expect nothing else from an East Fife manager. They've got to set standards, you know. And our standard for our Christmas specials is try and cram in as many fun and unusual Christmas songs as you can without making it a Christmas music podcast. So we're going to bring you the third of my selections just now by friends of the show, well, friends of the AFT and soccer show anyway, Goldie Look and Chain, Welsh Rap Legends, is there a better rapper to come out of Wales than Goldie, Look and Shane? I don't think so. They actually released a Christmas album, Fairy Tale of Newport, and there's two versions of that. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know if they hit some copyright issues or whatever, but there are two different versions of that. So I'm wanting to play you a song from that just now, from a, a member of the band that's actually left the band now. Some of you might know him from seeing him on Celebrity Big Brother way back in the day. His name's Maggot. And this is a lovely little tale that I'm sure will evoke a lot of memories of people of a certain age. Namely me. Maybe not Lee. He might have no idea what he's talking about here. But this is Maggot's Christmas Fantasy.
10: Hello friends. I'm the Maggot. It's Christmas time. A time for peace on earth and goodwill to all men. I love Christmas and I wish I could spend it with each and every one of you. I love you all as much as I love Christmas itself. This is my Christmas fantasy, and these are some of my favourite things about Christmas. Having a tin of quality street or roses in front of the telly. Staying up late with a nice film. Decorating the tree with grandma. Late night shopping, hot roasted chestnuts. Keeping an eye on the turkey so it doesn't burn in the oven. Noel Edmonds on the telly Having a brandy with a local vicar Christmas cake Carol singers Cliff Richard Watching a cat play with the baubles on the tree Wondering what to buy grandma Some nice fudge or a bit of toffee Both bars on the gas heater Long winter evenings Hearing laughter from passers-by on the street Pages from CFAX with pictures of Holly in the corner. Getting the toy in the cracker. Giving a pound to a homeless. Tiny chocolate treats in the advent calendar. Angela Ripman. Sleigh bells in the snow. Cow singing with a local church group. Sending a card to Nana. Jack Frost nipping at your toes. Being so excited you can't sleep Decorating the cake and using ice and sugar as snow Two Ronnie's when Frank Boff was on it Babies wrapped in swaddling clothes Gold frankincense and myrrh. Shaking hands with a stranger A fine bottle of port or a glass of more wine closing your eyes tight and wishing for an action man going into town and seeing the big tree sacks bursting with goodies having eaten on and getting a bit drowsy making plans for New Year's Eve falling asleep to Wallace and Gromit Raymond Briggs is the snowman the low between Christmas Day and New Year using different plates and cutleries to the rest of the year Uncle Ken coming over on Boxing Day with his boyfriend. Oversized paper clip, miniature screwdriver set, a pack of cards and a good joke. Dodgy lights on the tree and the house burns down. Silent night, good quince quince or little town of Bethlehem. Glad to get it over with. I love it when the seasons change and it turns into winter. It'll go cold. You can feel Christmas is in the air Receiving and giving gifts in the name of baby Jesus Christ I like the feeling of being nice and warm while it's cold outside Wearing gloves and a scarf and a nice woolly jumper Orping for snow on Christmas Eve Six meats on the table but I only like four Sherry at 11am, wine at 2pm I wish Santa could visit me every day. I make a trap. I keep it in the basement, like Joseph Fritzel.
1: Maggot from Goldie Look and Chain. There with Maggot's Christmas fantasy. Check out their Christmas album. I've played a few songs from that over the years. Fairy Tale of Newport. You can also, if you actually go to Goldie Lookin' Chain's YouTube channel, and I was going to include this in the show, but I've put it in the AFT and Soccer Show Christmas special instead. Their 2020 Christmas single is Covid Christmas. It's very funny. It's a a pastiche of Slade's Merry Christmas Everybody. And I think it's very apt. And check that out. You'll have a good laugh at it. And it sums up Christmas 2020. But let's get back into some more football chat now. We heard from East Fife captain Kevin Smith earlier, just sharing some of his Christmas memories around Boxing Day matches and favourite presents. Let's hear now from another East 5 player. The Glory Days of Gold sponsored... Danny Swanson. Oh
8: yeah! I wish it could be Christmas every
1: day.
8: Cause I get lots of lovely Christmas presents every day
1: But Danny, if you're thinking back to Christmases of past when you are a kid, maybe when you are a grown-up, what is the best football-related Christmas present that you've ever had and what football-related Christmas present would you like under the
12: tree this year? No. Actually, there was... I, I can't really remember much when I was young. I've obviously got loads of football stuff when I was young, but it must have been about oh, maybe 15 years ago. I remember getting... I always wanted to go to my new game and never ever got to go to one, and I, I must have been, I think it was 15 at the time. So it must have been about 15 odd year ago, and I got two tickets for the Man United and Stuttgart Champions League quarter final, I think it was, and um, I always kind of remember that. Was, I, went, I went down with one of my mates, uh, two of us just went, we were only 15 and 16, we just travelled down ourselves. Didn't have much money, we ended up getting lost on the way, it was I'm, I always remember that trip, so that was uh, probably one of the, the things I can remember. Now, what would I want? Do you know what? I used I'm to get a sure. of football boots, but now I've got to pay for them. So a wee pair of football boots would, go, would be alright. Because the prices of the football boots now is beyond a joke. So, um, I wouldn't mind a wee pair of football boots.
1: We'll put that out there, we'll see. You never know what Santa might bring you this year. What, what's so. what's Christmas Day like then in the Swanson household? Like do you go round to your it's, folks? Do they come to you?
12: They come to us, I it's a bit it's um we basically we'll have a, we've got two kids, we've got two boys, five and four, so what we'll do is we'll have our get up in the morning and open some presents, not all of them. Um maybe travel down to my, my wife's mum and dad's who's uh, have a few prints for the kids, and that. that's a bit more quiet and stuff. Um, they're they are a bit different from my side of the family, they're a lot more um, polite, let's say. And then you'd, they'd go along to my mum and dad's, which is in the middle of Leith, and then it would just be crazy, it'd be mayhem. Um, last year, because we've always got somebody in the house that's maybe because my dad's got pubs, we've always got somebody there that's maybe alone, that's maybe not got anybody else, we take them in at Christmas Day. So last year we had Ken Buchanan, the boxer. Do you know, oh, wow. it's, it's got, yeah. we had Ken Buchanan in last year, so last year we sat and watched loads of boxing videos with the kids and uh, Ken. Um, so there's always something happening down there, and then we'll come back up to ours and we'll have our food and that up here. And then, um, obviously, with the football and stuff, we'd, I didn't really drink, so uh, I kind of wait until the football's over with that stuff. But my dad does the drink here, so not much of a drinking family. Um, so we just kind of just just kind of get a free-for-all, eat what you want and do what you want, basically. It's, uh, it's good times.
1: Obviously, in Scotland, you, you're you playing games over the Christmas period, over New Year period. How difficult has that been over the, the years for you as a footballer with family and, and kids to to kind of not kind of celebrate maybe the way that other folk get to at that time of year? And how difficult is it to be training and going away over that kind of period? Um, in England, it was
12: it was hard because I've, I've been in hotels some nights in christmas, on christmas night which is hard but i've never really had that when since i've had the kids so it's a bit different but obviously the we still had to train christmas day and stuff so that's quite hard having to tell the kids you go to work on christmas and then you'll see them later and you're thinking the whole time you're at training you're thinking all oh, the kids will be wanting to open other presents and stuff and it is, it is hard like you do and that's the kind of thing you do sacrifice to be fair like um obviously it's a great job in that but there is sacrifices like that you do do make but um as as I've got older I have it, it has made me a bit more gutted to be fair missing missing it more than I did before it used to just be football all oh, i done was football and that's all I cared about whereas now when you've got a family it's a bit different. So uh, that is that's a big thing if you get close to Christmas and you're thinking right are we training Christmas Day because that's always a question. Start of Christmas started December you're always thinking right am I training Christmas Day and um, most of the time you are, and it's it's quite a, a blow. But to be fair, it's um it's good as well going to see the boys on Christmas Day as well. Everybody's, everybody's happy, and it's 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 good to be with the boys and stuff. But I, I would say as I got older, it is it is a wee bit a wee bit harder.
1: Are, is there any games from Christmas time that have kind of stood out for you over the years?
12: Even as a kid, if you went to go and watch any at Christmas time, no, like. Before I started playing, I didn't know what players played over Christmas. It was just a, it was just something that I did they imagine? But then actually played in them. No, I can't really remember any any to be honest that I can think of. Um, to be I, I couldn't even tell you to be honest. not that I can remember any. Oh,
8: yeah.
7: Jeff, there are only a few days left till the Christmas party and I can't seem to find any great Christmas music Then maybe you should try having an Ian Brown Christmas Yes, I love Christmas so much I've made this album Yes, Ian Brown has painstakingly recreated all your favourite Christmas classics on one great album just in time for Christmas featuring Deck the Halls Deck the Halls with boughs of holly Away in a manger Away in no crib for a bed And we free kings We free kings of body and air uh, Going somewhere Buy this album for you and your family to enjoy again and again Yes, buy this album for you and your family to enjoy again and again I love Christmas, I hope you do too Silent night Christmas, why not have an Ian Brown Christmas? I love Christmas, only available from music station Pristatin.
1: Now, that's an album you definitely want to get hold of. I would listen to that. That ad, along with the Alan Hansen one early in the show, was just nicked from Goldie, Lookin' and Shane. Obviously, big fans of theirs, they're friends of the show, they're okay with us doing stuff like that. And we might even be bringing you our interview with them next year, so I'm sure you can't wait for that one. We've got a few more songs of theirs to come in Wavelength. Not tonight, though. We've got a special football-related Christmas song for Wavelength for you. But it's great hearing Danny Swanson there just chatting about his Christmas memories and just so nice as well that they they take people in that maybe spend Christmas alone and, like, having Ken Buchanan there. I mean, that must have been an absolutely fantastic day. I'd uh, love to have spent some time with Ken just chatting about boxing. And, of course, at Christmas... Music brings a, a lot of our memories, I think, that we share of Christmas's past. So let's get to Lee's final selection of Christmas songs for this episode.
6: So at risk of being a complete and utter cop-out once more, I'm going to go from a final Christmas song as yet another killer's one that was released in 2009... I just love The Killers, one of my favourite all-time bands and I love their whole tongue in cheek approach to Christmas. So I was going to choose between one or two songs the, the, the one that I didn't choose was called Boots by The Killers which is excellent and I highly advise that you listen to it but the one that I've gone for is The Killers with Don't Shoot Me Santa that was released in 2009 I hope you enjoy it
3: Oh Santa I- That's funny, kid, because I've been coming for you. Oh, Santa, I've been killing just for fun. Well, the party's over, kid, because I, because I got a bullet in my gun. A bullet in your watch? getting around this life is hard but look at me i turned out all right Hey Santa, why don't we talk about it work it out believe me this ain't what i wanted i love all you kids you know that hell i remember when you were just 10 years old playing out there in the desert just waiting for a sip of that sweet Mojave rain. In the sweet Mo-
1: Another killer's killer track there from Lee. I've, I've liked your selection tonight, Lee. Great. Love those killer songs. Listened to them a, a lot over the years. So when we played Danny Swanson's Christmas Memories there, one of the things we talked about to him and Kevin about was what our favourite Christmas presents have been over the years. So are, are you expecting to, to get any football-related gifts under the, the tree this year, Lee? Or what? what's some of your favourite Christmas gifts that you've received over the years?
6: In terms of sort of football Christmas presents, there's there's one in particular that I'm slightly embarrassed to admit, but when I was in primary school and I was was still a fan of uh, Rangers, I got uh, a Rangers bedroom, so Rangers wallpaper, Rangers bedspreads, lamps, you name it, I got the whole kit and caboodle. Unfortunately they don't do East Fife themed wallpaper so I don't think I could even get that now as an adult but maybe with our new sort of tart and checkered strip there's maybe something that I could do in my spare room but no I mean over the years there's, because I've always been such a huge football fan there's there's been this, uh, the usual stuff with it being strips or footballs football boots I remember I got a pair of red Adidas Predators from my mum and dad for Christmas one year and, and they were absolutely outstanding um, definitely the best boots that I ever had and I, I scored my first goal for these five with them um, back in the day in the, the Young Fifers so definitely got some, some good memories of that um, but probably the best Christmas um, present that I received in terms of being football related was um, the first year that my, my wife and I had our first Christmas so that would be back in 2011 and she got me tickets to see Manchester United versus Bolton down at Old Trafford it, was, it ended up being amazing because it was the game that Paul Scholes came out of retirement to, to play for Manchester United again that season. and It was a comprehensive win and, and Skoll scored in his first game back and it was just absolutely brilliant and it ended up being a great weekend. Um, another one, again, a surprise from the wife. She got me tickets to see Bayern Munich versus Borussia Mönchengladbach in Munich. Yeah, um, that was a, a, an amazing experience as well. We went there and I think it was around the March time and Bayern Hunt lost a game at home in over two years, and that's really the game that we went to. They didn't even score and got beat 3-0 by McWinch and Gladbach. So, yeah, that was a, a pretty amazing present. So, definitely, football does tend to, to centre around a, a lot of the presents that I get for Christmas, whether it be footballers' autobiographies or tickets to a game, strips, getting FIFA for the Xbox or or football manager for the, the PC. So, definitely lots of football-based presents in in the Gillis household over the years. Oh, fantastic. That sounds some some really cool presents there.
1: I know I'm getting a, a couple of football-related gifts this year, mainly because I, I made my wife order them because apparently I'm really impossible to buy gifts for because I just buy things for myself during the year. She never knows what to get me. So I always have to kind of tell her and point her in the direction of what to buy me for some of my stuff. So this year, uh, she's got me two football-related gifts. At least I think it's just the two. There's a copy of Daniel Gray's book, Extra Time. If you haven't checked out Daniel Gray's stuff, he's a a writer. He also does the When Saturday Comes podcast. And he's got a series of books. Football Pinks was the first one that he brought out. And it's just kind of looking at football from a a time gone by, things that you don't kind of see in the game anymore. Kind of similar to what we were doing back in our AFTN blog back in the day, just like things you don't see at the football anymore or things that you miss seeing at the football. Like whether it's like inflatables or people being carried over the turnstiles, all that kind of stuff. So his latest book is Extra Time, so I'm getting that under the stocking. And hopefully we're actually going to have a, a chat with Daniel in the coming weeks and we'll bring you that on both of our shows. But I'm also getting a, a copy Funnily enough, it's like a Daniel Gray Christmas I'm getting because he's the editor of the magazine Nutmeg, which hopefully some of you will have heard of and read. Talked about it in the last show. They've they've got a piece in their latest issue, which is just kind of covering the whole Cowden family. They think it's all over stuff that we did back in the sort of mid... Yeah, it was 1996, mid-90s. So they brought out a special magazine called Snapshot it's a book more than a magazine and it's just kind of pictures, just capturing some special places, football grounds uh, around Scotland. So you're going to have some remote ones on islands and just kind of capturing the the feel of going to football in Scotland. So I'm really looking forward to to seeing that. Check that one out as well. Really recommend it. I think it's kind of sold out on the Nutmeg website itself, but you can still get it from their publishers, Berlin, B-I-R-L-I-N-N. they have a whole host of other books and sports books and football books on their site as well. So that was another question that I threw out to our listeners to regale us with the tales of what some of your favourite Christmas-related football presents have been over the years. So I'll share some of the replies with you just now. Michael Gill says, My first East 5 strip when I was 4 or 5 is the Christmas present that sticks with him. I was never out of it. Also got Subutio, which included big corner floodlights. I got so much Subutio stuff over the years as well, and I wish I'd kept it. I've started to kind of replenish it in recent years and just buying the odd pieces off eBay here and there, and whenever I've come home, I've kind of ordered a few things as well. Still love that. Just dig that out, actually, and have a kind of Subutio tournament over here, once we don't have to be socially distanced. Bit hard to play Subutio via Zoom, really. Stephen Mills says his favourite was a black and gold tracksuit in 1972, possibly from the Wonder Store. Ah, fantastic store, the Wonder Store, that brings back lots of memories as well. Doug Purry says, For comedy value and a well-played prank, I once received a large box from my sister-in-law, who's a Rovers fan. Inside was another smaller box, and another, and so on, until it got to a very small box containing a Paul McManus Wraith Rovers keyring not long after he'd gone to the dark side. It was binned, but actually quite funny at the time. Barry Scott said, Championship manager, 96-97, the start of a long and time-consuming love affair. East Fife in Division 1 too. And Henry Ireland says, he likes to dig out his old PS2 and play in his football management game that, it's the 2006 edition, but you can also use 2002, so he likes to just... Play the 2002 edition with players like Duker, etc. Happy days, happy memories for East Fife fans. So not too much more for tonight's show, but we can't go without bringing you Wavelength. And it's a special Christmas-themed football song that we've got for you this week. This is a band that released a couple of football-related albums in the mid-90s. They're from Norwich in England. They're called Halftime Oranges. And this is a song from their Clive Baker set fire to me album... This is something that I think many of us would love over this festive period. A six-point Christmas.
10: Christmas
0: Day, I've got a brand new
1: Halftime time there, six-point Christmas. Let's hope East Fife can deliver the goods over this festive period and get some extra points in our Christmas stocking. But that is it for our very first ever Glory Days of Gold Christmas special. Thank you for listening to our nonsense. I'm Michael McCall. You can give me a follow on Twitter at AFTN Canada or AFTN website. Check out both of our websites, AFTN.co.uk, for all your East Fife stuff and aftn.ca for all your North American Vancouver Whitecaps MLS stuff. All that's left for me to say is I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas and a new year as well. Have a nice, relaxing, safe and healthy Christmas period. Spend as much time as you can with your loved ones. And just thank you for being with us really so far on this journey through 2020. We've got a lot more to come in 2021. I appreciate all the support we've got all the messages we've got and everything like that as well. And I think you've listened to me ramble on enough for this episode. Let's just have some final remarks and some final thoughts from Lee.
6: Again, I just want to thank you all from the the bottom of my heart um, to our regular listeners who have supported us over these last six months. I've said it a few times already, but... When Michael and I started this podcast, we were, we were aiming out to, to get sort of 50 downloads a show and, and we regularly top over 100 with, with most of our interviews, uh, over 300 now. So it, it went beyond my wildest imagination. We've done some some great fundraising for the club, you know, with the, the board behind the, the goals, with sponsoring Danny Swanson. We, we've done an amazing, amazing job. Also got the money that we raised for the away game, that they really got money for in the Cup against Inverness. So I think that not only Michael and I, but our, our listeners should be extremely proud of themselves that we've supported the club through a very tumultuous time and it's been great to be a part of that. So looking forward to bringing you a lot of new, exciting content in the new year. Obviously, we're going to be in a lockdown, so fingers crossed we'll manage to bring you some, some more interviews with some former players or maybe even some current ones if you've got any suggestions of course then send them across to us on at glory Days of Gold on twitter or you can send it to me directly Lee 1903 on twitter but until then stay safe thank you for listening as always and more importantly the 5 going to your first
9: match is an experience you never forget